I've been playing this game on my phone recently. It's called June's Journey, and it's pretty beautiful, actually. There's a story to it. It's about this woman named June Parker, whose sister and brother-in-law were mysteriously killed. This is in the 1920s, and June goes to their estate to try to figure out what happened. And the way you play it, it's, it's a hidden object mystery game, so you're looking at these scenes, and you have to try to figure out where things are, and you tap on them, and those become clues. So you are actually kind of like the detective here. You're investigating these beautifully detailed scenes of the 1920s to uncover the mystery of what happened. I'm pretty deep into it already, and the question is, can you crack the case? Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Hey, I'm Dr. Michael Hunter, forensic pathologist from Autopsy, Reels Channel's medical mystery series on Podcast One and Apple Podcasts. Be sure to download the Podcast One app and subscribe. Then go to reels.com, that's R-E-E-L-Z.com, to find more programs like this one on Reels Channel. A former member of the NBC television family has died. Rue McClanahan was 76. Rue McClanahan was America's golden sweetheart. Rue was smart, funny, lovable, endearing, and very quick-witted. She rocketed to fame at the age of 51 when she became one-fourth of the wildly popular show The Golden Girls. It was an instant hit. Blanche was extremely popular. And just like Blanche, Rue loved men. She always acted like, you know, who's my next boyfriend? Come on in, baby. But Rue was plagued by ill health, and she had multiple near-death experiences. I saw her taking pills, but I didn't know what they were. She was in the hospital just crying and crying. And all of a sudden, she was at death's door. I really thought I was going to lose her. She was very lucky that she didn't die. And on June 3rd, 2010... Rue died at New York Presbyterian Hospital. Rue McClanahan's cause of death was reported as a stroke, which is most commonly caused by a blood clot to the brain. Mysteriously, however, Rue was taking the drug warfarin, which is a powerful anticoagulant medication specifically designed to prevent blood clots. So why did Rue die of a stroke at the age of 76? World-renowned medical examiner and forensic pathologist Dr. Michael Hunter has performed around 5,000 autopsies, collaborating closely with law enforcement and other forensic specialists. His pivotal role in investigating suspicious cases has revealed the truth behind mysterious deaths for over 20 years. I have here a list of medications Rue had been prescribed at the time of her death, along with other documents and first-hand accounts. I'm hoping to piece together what caused the actress's death at the age of 76. September 14th, 2009, Majestic Theater, New York, eight and a half months before her death. Rue McClanahan attends the celebrating B. Arthur Memorial. As one of B.'s friends and co-star on both Maud and The Golden Girls, Rue is invited to speak at the event. She has the audience in hysterics, telling raunchy jokes. And she said, I love Rue. Betty's a c- 
Although the Golden Girls had finished production 17 years earlier, Rue is still as popular as ever. I don't think she could retire. She would be doing a play, doing a musical, because it's just in her blood. She is happily married to her sixth husband, Maura Wilson. Having lasted 12 years, this is her longest marriage. B. Arthur once said, Rue loves to play the bride. I think that she loved the idea of getting married. She once told me that we had been married longer than her first five husbands put together. Looking at footage and images of Rue just eight months before her death, she looks remarkably well and energetic for a woman of 76. Although the risk of having a stroke greatly increases with age, keeping an active lifestyle can help decrease those chances. Rue was obviously still very active. There is no indication to me here of why she would be dead in less than a year. Born in Healton, Oklahoma in 1934, she was the first child of Runell, a beautician, and Bill, a building contractor. She lived in an apartment over a beauty shop. It was not a you know, wealthy family or anything like that. After she finished the eighth grade, Rue's family moved to Ardmore, Oklahoma, where Rue was popular with both the girls and the boys. Her attitude was always very nice, very sweet. She was very intelligent. Rue learned to dance at a young age and owned her own dance studio by the time she was in high school. She was theatrical and driven, and she was enamored with acting and dance at, from an early age. After college, she moved to New York and spent years doing off-Broadway plays, barely managing to make ends meet. She married her first husband, an actor named Tom Bish, and soon found out she was pregnant. But Rue's husband didn't welcome the news. I went through the last four months of the pregnancy in great uh, trauma, misery, because I, I was afraid. He kept saying, just don't talk to me about it until the baby comes, then we'll see. In 1958, Rue gave birth to a baby boy, who she named Mark. But Tom left the day the baby was born. I couldn't stop crying. I kind of went to pieces. I cried for 36 hours. Within a year of Mark's birth, Rue decided to leave him with her parents so that she could chase her big break. I spent many a tearful day and night when he was in Oklahoma. I always wanted the family, and I always wanted the acting career. I wanted them equally. One was as important as the other. Rue moved between New York and L.A. for years, taking any role she could get, with some minor breaks. He was in a, a couple of uh, Broadway plays, and one with Dustin Hoffman. But Rue didn't become a household name until the age of 51. A script was sent over for a pilot called The Golden Girls, and Rue was up for the part of the ditzy but lovable Rose Nyland. But after reading the script, Rue knew she was destined to play the saucy southern belle, Blanche Devereaux. All that manliness in one room, in one crowded room, in one hot, crowded room. Everybody's steamy bodies all pressed Blanche, up against you. Blanche, Blanche, Blanche. Relax, you're about to set off the smoke detector. This was a show unlike any other on television then and now unapologetically about older people, about sexuality, 
about different types of love. We'd be walking along uh, the street and suddenly somebody would say, excuse me, can I take a picture with you? And by the time you finish taking the picture, there would be a crowd of a dozen people who wanted her autograph. The Golden Girls ran for seven years and Rue was awarded an Emmy for her work. After the show ended, she continued to act, appearing in 23 films, 21 TV shows, and various plays. Rue seems like a healthy and active woman around the time of her death, but I can see something here that concerns me. Rue had knee surgery at the age of 74, just two years before she died. This is worrying. Surgery in itself is dangerous, not least because it carries with it a risk of clotting. This can happen when blood clots form due to extended periods of inactivity during convalescence. And I can see that Rue had a history of knee problems. Any long-term immobility will have made her far more susceptible to blood clots. In the 1960s, Rue performed in a play called The Crawling Arnold Review, where she had to crawl on a hard stage for much of the play. I can see in her autobiography that Rue described having a knee effusion as a result of the play, which is more commonly known as water on the knee. This is buildup of synovial fluid in or around the knee joint. It's likely this would have healed naturally with time, but there's no doubt it could have caused her pain. Although the job was painful, it got Rue into actor's equity, the craft labor union representing stage performers, which meant that she would be able to make enough money on future jobs to keep her son with her. Rue was reunited with Mark. Juggling motherhood with wanting to be a successful actress made her even more ambitious. She was a single mother and had a son to support. That was partially behind why she kept at it. Perseverance, perseverance, perseverance. You've got to hang in there. Hang in there. Hang in there. Even if she came in kind of looking like, oh, I don't feel so well today. The minute you started, it was like, bam. From reports, it appears that Rue continued to choose physically demanding roles. The life of pushing her body on stage and screen would have likely taken its toll. In 2005, at the age of 72, she took on the punishing role of Madame Marable in the hit Broadway musical Wicked. Wicked is performed on a raked stage, meaning that it's built on an angle. Walking on a slope throughout the entire play would have put extra pressure on Rue's knees. Rake stages are ten times harder to perform on than a regular stage. So that's testing your body eight shows a week. I've also discovered that Rue had a torn meniscus. And this is a tearing of the cartilage that acts as a cushion between the thigh bone and the shin bone. This is particularly common in older people who experience joint tissue degeneration and will normally heal with rest. But by all accounts, Rue wasn't someone who liked to put her feet up. She was extremely uh, ambitious, extremely determined, whatever it, it took. Two years after her run in Wicked, Rue could no longer stand the pain and finally underwent knee surgery. Despite the risks that accompanies operations, her surgery was successful. 
and she didn't suffer from any complications. Since this occurred two years before her death, I can rule out this operation as being a contributing factor. Rue's determination to succeed and to perform despite the pain tells me more about her tenacity than the manner of her death. But I'm concerned to see from reports that Rue was being prescribed a drug that suggests something much darker was going on in her life. True crime is my passion, but even I need the occasional break. So when I feel like I need a mental palate cleanser, my go-to refresher is Best Fiends. What I really love about Best Fiends is all the different challenging puzzles that it has. Um, And on top of sort of being able to really stimulate your mind and get to play some fun (laughs) games that they have, there's really impressive graphics. All the different little bugs are super animated and really cute to to play with. And the sort of background screens, they have different levels with like a sort of jungle and like a a sort of ice world. Um, So you get to see all this really impressive um, gameplay in addition to some really cool graphics so it makes it fun it's almost like you're sort of like in a movie in some way I've been playing pretty steadily. I usually make it a few levels each day. So I'm now over level 100. There are way more for me to go. I'm probably not as intense as some other people are, but when I just need a little break, it's something that I really enjoy taking some time to sort of relax my mind and be able to play Best Fiends. It's a really unique and exciting puzzle experience, unlike other puzzle games out there. And what's really impressive is they update the game monthly with new levels and events. So it really never gets old. There's almost something new every day even. It's really fun for me to collect all the different characters and they're so really impressively animated and each each of them is a little bit different and you can use them strategically to get to each level. It's super fun. Engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters. Trust me, with over 100 million downloads, this five-star rated mobile puzzle game is a must-play. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. She is best remembered playing the sassy Blanche Devereaux on the hit show The Golden Girls. She was 76. On June 3, 2010, Emmy Award-winning actress Rue McClanahan died of a stroke in New York Presbyterian Hospital. Expert forensic pathologist Dr. Michael Hunter is examining her medical records to determine how this happened. So far, I've discovered that Rue had undergone knee surgery, which carries with it a risk of clotting. But she came out of the surgery without complications. From reports, she was working hard in the months before her death and appeared to be fit and well. However, the chance of having a stroke increases with age and affects women more than men. And I can see from reports that Rue may have been even more susceptible to a stroke as a result of a debilitating illness that overshadowed her whole life. September 19, 2009, Dallas, Texas, eight months before her death. Rue is appearing in a live comedy performance inspired by a television show she had made the year before called Sorted Lives. The show features Rue and her fellow stars performing songs, monologues, and stand-up. Rue was part of a stand-up comedy night. Now, when Rue came out, she sat in a chair, and she said at her age, she called it sit-down comedy. But behind the smiles, Rue struggles with crippling anxiety. She's going, I don't know if I could do this. And she went into her dressing room, and she came back out in 10 minutes and says, all right, let's do it. It was a, a panic attack. 
I've discovered that behind the scenes, Ruth suffered from debilitating panic attacks. Panic attacks are the abrupt onset of intense fear or discomfort. Crucially, anxiety can cause dramatic spikes in blood pressure. High blood pressure can cause blood clot. So could this have increased Ruth's chances of having a stroke? Panic, there's nothing worse than. And there's also nothing stronger than. I think Rue loved pretending she was Blanche. I think in reality, she was a shy little girl. Rue started suffering from panic attacks at the age of eight when her father went to serve in World War II after Pearl Harbor. He was gone for three years, but Rue's anxiety got progressively worse with age. Her panic attacks started every day at dusk and carried on into the night. Rue's fear of abandonment is not just about her father leaving, uh, but also about her first husband leaving her right after the birth of her, of her son. We know that panic or anxiety can begin in response to a trauma. When Rue was 18, her mother took her to see a doctor about her panic attacks. But he sent them away without offering any treatment. Rue's mother took matters into her own hands and bought Rue a parakeet to keep her company. I think that Rue was one of the first people to recognize the power of animals to soothe panic disorder. She was very advanced in, in, in her kindness to animals. So she had a dozen dogs, probably twice that number of cats. Several studies have shown that pet owners have lower blood pressure than those who don't own pets, possibly because their animals have a calming effect. It's therefore likely that Rue's relationship with animals would have helped alleviate her condition. However, she was still prescribed the drug lorazepam. That leads me to believe her condition was pretty severe. Lorazepam acts on the central nervous system to produce a calming effect. It's a benzodiazepine medication that operates widely in the brain, affecting emotional reactions, memory, muscle tone, and coordination. It appears that Rue's panic attacks weren't the only pain she was hiding. I can see from reports that Rue suffered from a pain in her side. In her autobiography, she describes it as a persistent ache, but the ache lasted for much of her adult life. I didn't know what was going on in Rue's body to see if there's a link to her stroke. In 1982, while working on the show Mama's Family, the pain in Rue's side suddenly worsened. Her doctor had advised her to eat two pieces of buttered bread and call again if the pain got worse. A sharp, unbelievably sharp stab hit me right under the right rib. I can see that Rue was rushed to Sherman Oaks Hospital, where her pain was finally diagnosed as a problem with her gallbladder. The gallbladder holds a fluid called bile, which helps digest fats and vitamins. 
It's likely that Rue's pain was caused by gallstones, which form when bile clumps together and creates a solid mass. Rue needed surgery to remove her gallbladder, and I can see that the operation was successful. Following the procedure, her son Mark was by her side. He was so worried, so panicked. He loves his mom. Although Rue survived the surgery, her health rapidly declined as she was coming around from the anesthetic. I woke up, couldn't breathe. <sighs> I couldn't get my breath. I couldn't get enough breath. They thought I was hysterical. It appears that immediately after the surgery, Rue developed an extremely rare condition that is fatal in about 50% of cases. She had acute respiratory distress syndrome. ARDS occurs when the lungs become severely inflamed due to an infection or injury. In Rue's case, it may have been caused by the stress on her body from the surgery. The inflammation causes fluid from nearby blood vessels to leak into the tiny air sacs in your lungs, making breathing increasingly difficult. All of a sudden, she was at death's door, and it was really scary because I really thought at one point I was going to lose her. I can see from reports that Rue was kept under heavy sedation for the next four days and spent three weeks in the hospital. But against the odds, she managed to make a full recovery. Any obstacle that got in her way, she would always look ahead. Excuse my French, but she was a hard ass. She was a very strong woman. The post-surgery risk of stroke is short-term. Rue's death occurred long after, and living without a gallbladder would not have caused her any lasting effects. So I can rule these out as contributing to her death. But I've discovered something else in her medical history that's extremely worrying. Rue suffered from a disease that kills over 40,000 Americans every year. Rue McClanahan died on Thursday. She was 76. On June 3, 2010, Rue McClanahan died at New York Presbyterian Hospital. Dr. Michael Hunter, a world-renowned forensic pathologist, is investigating possible causes behind Rue's untimely death. I have discovered that Rue had a history of panic attacks, and she'd undergone gallbladder surgery, which resulted in near-fatal complications. And I can see that wasn't the only time Rue had a near-death medical crisis. Rue moved from L.A. to New York to start rehearsals for a new play and had just begun dating one of the play's producers, Mauro Wilson. While having a massage, she felt a lump under her arm. Mauro immediately set up an oncology appointment for her. She went in to see the doctor and uh, got that terrible diagnosis. This was a cancer that had an 85% mortality rate. I got dizzy. My blood pressure dropped. I had to hold on to the table. I couldn't quite get my breath. Breast cancer starts when cells in the breast begin to grow out of control. These cells can form a tumor. It can be caused by a number of factors, most common of which are advancing age and genetics. 
However, I've discovered something in Rue's medical history that could have been the cause of her cancer. Her prescription for Vagifem, which is a hormone replacement therapy drug often used by women going through menopause, it replaces estrogen, the primary female sex hormone, which naturally declines later in life. With this decline comes uncomfortable effects such as weight gain, hair loss, and a deterioration in libido. Regular use of local estrogen therapy carries with it a significant risk of breast cancer. But I can see this isn't the only hormone replacement treatment she was using. She was taking one sort of estrogen and somebody said, well, you mustn't take that, that manufactured drug. You've got to take uh, natural estrogen. It's this childlike quality that if somebody came and said, oh, this is the new thing and this is healthy, she'd be like, oh, I better try this, you know, I better do this. So she got the same amount of natural estrogen, didn't stop taking the chemical estrogen, and so doubled her uh, the, the estrogen. She's you know, known for being Blanche, sexy, you know, flirtatious, Blanche. Blanche, what is it? It's menopause. When you go through the menopause, and all of a sudden things change. It means I'm old. It means I'm not a real woman anymore. That would have panicked her because so much of her identity was bound up in her sexuality, in her youth, in her beauty. And she's losing this. As far as I'm concerned, this is the end of my life. <laughs> From reports, it's clear Rue was taking large amounts of both natural and chemical estrogen and she was taking them for the best part of 17 years. That in itself is a long time to be on the drug. It would have greatly increased her chance of developing breast cancer. Instead of a mastectomy, I can see doctors suggested Rue opt for a lumpectomy, which would remove the tumor and save her breast. But it did mean she also had to undergo chemotherapy and radiation treatments. This incredible, dark, stormy day, and this almost like hurricane season. Lightning was going off everywhere. The oncologist and I finally persuaded Rue that she should have the surgery. Rue turned to me and said, but I'm going to lose my hair. Chemotherapy works by stopping or slowing the growth of cancer cells, which grow and divide quickly. Unfortunately, these drugs also attack other rapidly growing cells in your body, including those in your hair roots. Chemotherapy can also contribute to the creation of blood clots, which can cause stroke. In the midst of her health concerns, and after just two weeks of dating, Rue and Morrow decided to get married. He was the one person who just kind of took her under his wing and and uh, looked after her and tried to, to be encouraging. I was definitely smitten, and I thought, well, I can't possibly ask her to marry me when she's in this emotional condition. So we went to, we went to a play one night, and she turned to me and said, I'd like to marry you. And I said, you would? She married Morrow on Christmas Day, and uh, she was bald as a billiard ball when she did it. 
She looked like a little girl, just so bubbly. And she just looked beaming. Although breast cancer claims thousands of lives every year, I can see Rue beat the disease. The chemotherapy treatments she had for the cancer didn't cause a stroke, and she beat the cancer too long before her death for them to have had any lasting effect. However, her breast cancer and chemotherapy would have ultimately weakened her body and made it more susceptible to further illness. November 2nd, 2009, New York. Seven months before her death, Rue was having a routine stress test. Rue was due to be honored by the gay community of San Francisco at an event. But instead, Rue is immediately admitted to the hospital. Reason that was released was that she had to pull out because of problems with the old ticker. I can see that Rue's doctor told her she needed to have coronary artery bypass surgery. Blood is supplied to the heart by two large blood vessels called the left and right coronary arteries. Over time, these arteries can become narrowed by the buildup of fatty deposits called plaques. Coronary artery bypass surgery diverts blood around narrowed or clogged parts of the major arteries to improve blood flow and oxygen supply to the heart. This is a significant discovery as coronary artery disease is a major cause of stroke. November 4th, 2009. Rue undergoes coronary artery bypass surgery. The crash of chest. And I remember seeing her in the hospital. And I was just scary. And she was tiny. I mean, I don't know. She just seemed to have lost all her weight and all her spunk. One of the main causes of coronary artery disease is poor diet and lack of exercise because fat, cholesterol, and other substances build up in the walls of the arteries. Rue was a healthy eater. She grew vegetables. She was into exercising. In general, Rue kept herself pretty trim and was very health-focused. From reports, it's clear that Rue lived a healthy lifestyle. Her coronary artery disease may simply have been a result of her age. With age, blood vessels become less flexible, making it harder for blood to move through them easily. According to the available medical information, the surgery was successful. But a week later, she was still in the hospital. I can see that Rue was the victim of another major medical complication. Rue suffered from a stroke. One entire side of her body had been paralyzed because of it. The majority of strokes occur when one of the arteries in the body gets a clot, which prevents blood from flowing to the brain. Because of this, the brain becomes deprived of oxygen. Part of the brain that is starved of oxygen then dies and is no longer able to send signals that trigger movement to the muscle, causing paralysis. You feel trapped in this this thing that doesn't work anymore. You have your body, but the real you, that ability to speak and connect, that's gone. I think because Rue was such an expressive person, not being able to speak clearly must have been devastating to her. Stroke can happen when a person has a surgical operation involving a diseased heart 
where clots can form within the heart chambers and then move through the bloodstream to the brain. One in three people who have a stroke will suffer from a second stroke. As a result, Rue would have been closely monitored by medical professionals. I can see she was well enough to be released from the hospital and she was administered anticoagulants. So how, just seven months later, did she die from a stroke? So if any of my listeners are like me, you have maybe started to notice that you have some gray hair starting to come in and it maybe has been a little while since you've been able to get to the salon or you're a little hesitant to try out just sort of a store-bought hair dye. Um, I know that sort of thing always makes me a little nervous. You never know quite what color it's going to turn into, but... What's great is now you can take coloring your hair at home to the next level with Madison Reed. You really deserve gorgeous professional hair color and it gets delivered to your door starting at just $22. You know, for so long, women have only had the options of going to the salon or using a store-bought kit. And I think that Madison Reed has really changed the game here with the different amazing colors that they have and being able to just find it online using their website. You can go through and pick your perfect color, find your perfect shade. It was really Really easy for me and I'm really excited to get these gray hairs gone and get a new hair color that really makes me feel excited and ready to take on anything. And what many Madison Reed clients comment on is how their new hair color has really improved their lives. Women love the results. Gorgeous, shiny, multi-dimensional, healthy looking hair. This is really game-changing color you can do at home and look like you just came from the salon. And what makes Madison Reed color really unique is that it's crafted by master colorists who blend nuances of light, dark, cool, and warm tones to create over 55 gorgeous multi-dimensional shades. Find your perfect shade at madison-reed.com. And right now, autopsy listeners can get 10% off plus free shipping on their first color kit with code LASTHOURS. That's code LASTHOURS, L-A-S-T-H-O-U-R-S. A former member of the NBC television family has died. Rue McClanahan died on Thursday after suffering a stroke. Celebrated forensic pathologist Dr. Michael Hunter is examining Rue's medical prescriptions and first-hand accounts to discover why the actress died. I've discovered that Rue suffered a stroke after her heart surgery due to a blood clot that deprived her brain of oxygen. I have here a list of her prescribed medications and I can see that her doctors put her on a very powerful drug called warfarin, which first came into commercial use in 1948 as a rat poison. It was soon taken up by the medical profession as an anticoagulant medication. Clotting factors are produced by the liver to help control bleeding. To do this, the liver needs a good supply of vitamin K. Warfarin blocks one of the enzymes that uses vitamin K, making the blood take much longer to clot. But her body had been badly damaged by the stroke, and she had to undergo rigorous speech and physical therapy to try to recover. November 2009, New York, seven months before her death. Rue is at home convalescing from her heart surgery and subsequent stroke. Her speech and mobility are severely restricted, and she's unable to carry on living as she used to. She needs constant care and help. Despite being supported by friends and family, Rue had separated from Mara Wilson, her husband of 12 years, shortly before the surgery. She's alone again. Rue and I had said that we're not really getting along, and let's let's just call it quits. And um, and that was uh, 
shortly before all this all this bad stuff happened. And uh, I, I, of course, tried to uh, be there for her, but um, she left orders that I was not to be allowed to see her, and that was the end of our. Uh, that was the end of us. Her assistant said to me, "She doesn't want you to come now because she didn't want to be seen not being able to speak real clearly." A stroke can deprive the body of physical mobility and the ability to speak clearly. Muscles used for movement and speech are controlled by messages sent from the brain. When part of the brain is damaged after a stroke, messaging between the brain and muscles may not work properly. December 2009, six months before her death. Rue is single-mindedly working to regain her physical strength and verbal skills. She was determined. She was going to get back to being able to speak perfectly. I mean, she was booked from the minute she got up to the minute she was going to bed. Maybe doing speech now, and then physical, and then lunch, and then speech, and then physical. And she was determined, and she conquers everything. You know.、Um, She didn't conquer. Sorry. I can see from reports that over a number of months, Rue managed to regain most of her mobility and speech, which is remarkable. Only 10% of people who suffer strokes manage a recovery like Rue did. It shows me that she was working tirelessly to regain her health. Her single-mindedness, this idea of plowing through, of working hard, helped her at every point in her life. May 2010, one month before her death, a keen gardener, Rue was doing some planting for spring. Her apartment had the backyard, and that's why she was able to grow her vegetables. She had tomatoes. Her pride and joy. She called me up and says, "You have got to come over." It's like. Five o'clock in the morning or something, you've got to see this. So we're in the backyard with a flashlight, so she can show me how big the tomatoes had gotten. Even if Rue was only doing light work in her garden, it would have been good for her. Regular, moderate exercise can lower blood pressure and reduce the risk of stroke by 27%. May 31st, 2010. New York, three days before her death. Rue is having lunch with a friend when she begins to feel weary. She had down days、uh, with little things that would happen、um, where she just wasn't feeling herself. She waves it off as fatigue, but finishes lunch quickly and goes to rest, overlooking her garden. She says that something doesn't feel quite right. But decides to sleep it off. Rue McClanahan quietly slips into a coma. We all dream of if I'm going to die, I would love to die on stage. Or if,、um, for her, it was either the stage or her garden. That's what she was looking at before she went into a coma. When Rue arrived at the hospital, she was still breathing but unresponsive. The bleed in her brain was catastrophic. 
and it's likely she would have been declared brain dead. June 2nd, 2010, New York Presbyterian Hospital. Rue has not come out of her coma. It's becoming apparent that she will never regain consciousness. No matter how hard she was fighting, that there was, there was just no winning that final war. 1 a.m., June 3rd, 2010. Rue's family have assembled from across America to be with her and say their goodbyes. Her son, Mark, finally makes the decision to withdraw life support. And Rue McClanahan peacefully dies. was one of those things where where you just thought oh no you know she she didn't beat this one i was on stage when i got the message after the show from the manager he wanted me to know before uh it got into the newspapers uh i was definitely in denial there's a certain amount of surprise when you hear that Rue had passed away. It, it feels like the end of an era. There was a lot of outpouring of love for her. Well, I was horrified. It's, it's a hard thing to take when somebody who, who you love says, uh, I don't see you anymore. That's tough. But tougher still is the idea that that person We'll never see anybody again. I, I think I experienced a nervous breakdown. I was certainly just lost for, for years. Um, and it was, it was a very sad time for me. I'm investigating why this American icon died. Ruth suffered a second stroke and the lack of oxygen to her brain caused her to slip into an irreversible coma. This catastrophic injury led to her being declared brain dead. She subsequently was taken off life support. But none of this quite adds up. I know that she regained a great deal of strength after the first stroke, and she was diligently taking her warfarin. Warfarin is a blood thinner used to prevent blood clots forming that can ultimately cause strokes. So, what went wrong? I think I have finally discovered what happened to Rue, and it was something her doctors couldn't have prevented. She is best remembered playing the sassy Blanche Devereaux on the hit show The Golden Girls. Rue McClanahan died on Thursday after suffering a stroke. On June 3rd, 2010, Rue McClanahan died in New York Presbyterian Hospital. Expert forensic pathologist Dr. Michael Hunter has been investigating the case of this acting icon and can finally dispel the mystery of Rue's death. Rue had already suffered from a stroke seven months before her death, but her doctors had put her on warfarin, a strong anticoagulant medication to prevent another stroke. So why did she have a second fatal stroke? I believe I now have the answer. Rue had two different kinds of strokes. 
Her first stroke was an ischemic stroke caused by a blood clot. This type of stroke accounts for 87% of strokes in the United States, so it's by far the most common kind. Rue was at high risk for this kind of stroke because she was female, over the age of 60, post-surgery, and I've also discovered she was a smoker. This in itself would have made her six times more likely to have a stroke. Nobody knew that she was a smoker. He insisted on smoking, and in the end, uh, uh, I think she shortened her own life. After having an ischemic stroke, Rue took control of her health. She exercised to regain her strength, and she was diligent about taking her prescribed anticoagulant medication. Warfarin is an extremely potent medication, and it's likely that Rue needed to see her doctor regularly to monitor levels in her blood. This is because the most common side effect of taking warfarin is dangerous excessive bleeding both externally and internally. From Rue's medical notes, I can see that her second stroke was caused by a seemingly spontaneous bleed in the brain. This kind of stroke is called an intracerebral hemorrhagic stroke which makes up only 12% of all stroke cases. It's quite rare and is four times more deadly than an ischemic stroke. A blood vessel burst and flooded Rue's brain. The warfarin she was taking would have allowed blood to travel faster and more freely through the organ. This would have presented as feelings of headache, nausea, and fatigue. With enough bleeding, the brain can become so compressed that oxygen-rich blood is unable to flow into the brain tissue. The lack of oxygen can lead to brain swelling. The extra pressure created as a result of the reduced oxygen can kill brain cells and result in death. A lot of the things I think that happened to Rue really had nothing to do with whether you ate right or you rested or you you know, went running every day. I've also learned that despite being careful with her diet and exercising regularly, she did have a genetic predisposition to coronary artery disease, which, along with smoking, kicked off the chain of events that ultimately led to her death. Her mother had a weak heart. She had problems with her heart. I think in the healthy gene department, Rue really got shortchanged. She was just kind of a fragile body that just happened to, you know, get, get dealt a hand of, of things that affected her that many of us escape. But, but man, she battled it and she was, she was, you know, fighting right up to the end. Rue's tenacity and spirit drove her whole life. She fought for her career and for her son, and she struggled with her health. She had undergone various surgeries, beat breast cancer, and battled to regain strength after her first stroke. But in the end, she ultimately lost the battle for her life. And when Rue went to lie down, she never woke. Her doctors would have sustained her vital functions giving her family time to come to terms with the situation, 
and make their decisions about her final care. But Rue McClanahan was gone. When I interviewed Rue, I said, Rue, how would you like to be remembered? And she said, what I think you should ask me is, what is my greatest achievement? And of all the things she could have named, she could have named career achievements, certainly, many, many that she had, she said, my son Mark Bish. You don't expect somebody so lively to ever die. And in a way, she hasn't. Golden Girls will always be running somewhere in the world for all of eternity, as far as I can tell. In the end, she made you laugh and made you feel a little better. People will not allow her to be forgotten. Everybody says the Golden Girls, but you know what? She's the platinum girl. <laughs> she had a heart of gold. Rue McClanahan, <laughs> my best friend. How would you like to be remembered? As alive. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Autopsy. Don't forget to subscribe at podcastone.com with the Podcast One app or at Apple Podcasts. Then go to reels.com, that's R-E-E-L-Z.com, for clips, extras, and more from the TV version of the series, including reenactments and autopsy photos you'll only see on Reels' channel. Find Reels on your TV at reels.com. I'm Dr. Michael Hunter. 